0: You may be seated. I want to say that we had the best celebration ever last week, our 30-year pearl anniversary, our homecoming. It was a bomb. Man, I tell you, we've seen people we hadn't seen in a while, and it was really, really, really awesome. Thank you for participation. It was awesome. It will never be another 30th, but it was great. Stella Sunday is always big for us. Thank you for your participation. You know, uh, we don't just start on Stella on one Sunday. We start right after. Today we start. First lady and I we start today. We know what our obligations will be on this year. We you ask God, God, what is it that you will have me to present as a gift to you on next year, 2023, October 16, 2023. Hallelujah. You start today doing it. And so uh, thank you in advance for what you do. I'm believing God that there are things that this church want to do and we're going to do it. I'm believing God before the year is out, we will be done uh, with our property over on uh, Leverett Road and House and Lake. I'm believing God that when the bank say, all right, um, we get ready to renew your, we ain't going to be no renewed loan. We finna pay it off. <laughs> By this time next year. I'm going to believe in God. How many of y'all going to believe God with me? I'm just, I'm believing God that we're going to have what we need in order to do it. I'm just believing God. I don't know how, don't know when. That's not my department. I'm just going to trust, trust God that he's going to do it. I'm just going to trust God that he's going to do it. Amen? All right. Let's, let's, let's go to Romans, the 16th chapter. And if you have an iPhone or iPad, you can download the app so the notes will be there. Download our app, The Winning Church. Go to the app store and type in The Winning Church and you can have the app. And you can be privy to a lot of things that we do, including the notes of the lesson. This month, our series is Church Renewed set up with me church renew, church renew. i would just want to talk from a simple topic today three words be the church set up with me be the, church. be the church jesus said i will build my church our growth comes through the church the church really makes an impact in the world that we live in, the 16th chapter and verse 18 says, I tell you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. And so Jesus said, I will build my church. Now that's our confidence. Right, right. See, church is not our idea, right. church is God's idea. Because he said, I will build my church. See, we think because we see this brick and mortar that this is our church. In a sense, the building part may be your church, but the church actually is the people. So what God is building, he's building you when he says, I build my church. Are you following me? And so the word church is used only twice by Jesus and recorded for us only in the gospel of Matthew. So one is here in Matthew 16 and the other is in Matthew 18. So at Matthew 18 verse 15 says, if your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault just between the two of you. If he listens to you, you have won your brother over. But if he will not listen, take one or two uh, others alone so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. Y'all still with me? And if he refuses to listen even to the church, treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Y'all know what that means. And so by now, I believe we do know that the church is not a building. Jesus did not build any buildings or monuments while he was here on this earth. So he died leaving behind a group of believers whose lives were transformed. And so clearly the church refers to the body of believers. It is not a building, it is not an institution, it is not an organization, it is an organism. The church is alive and well. And that's why he said, you know, the gates of Hades or the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I don't care how much you try. You can try to take prayer out of school, you can try to block this with that bill, or you can try to do this with that law or whatever. you can tell people to stop praying, you can tell them to stop reading about. Bible. You will never stop the church because the church is you. So the church was not even the believer's idea. Even though we may think that's us doing something. They did not come together to form the church. It was prophesied by Jesus here and he builds the church. And so the word church is in the Greek, the ecclesia, or the, uh, you know, uh, the ecclesial, however you want to pronounce it, which means the called out ones. God has called us out of darkness into the marvelous light. And so we are called out from the world by God to live as his people under the lordship of Christ. And so the church is not something that we attend, it is something you are. Church isn't a place, it's people. I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying. Because a lot of people feel like, hey, the church is not doing very well post-pandemic. You know that, you know, hey, they're closing the doors of the church. How can you close the doors of a church if the church is the people? Now you may close the doors of this building, but you'll never close the doors of the church. We are the church. Will somebody shout that out and say, we are, we are the church. You are the church and we don't need a building to exist. In fact, for the most part, the first church in Acts does not have a building. Right, they met most of the time in homes. And when Peter eventually understood what church means, uh, he described it in 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. He said, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a, royal na- a holy nation, a people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So God has chosen us from the foundation of the world. And I don't care who don't like us, but the Lord says we are a royal priesthood. In other words, I got royal blood flowing through my veins. I am somebody. Would you look down your row and tell everybody just in case they didn't know it. Say I'm tell them say you I am somebody. And tell them, say, you are somebody. If you belong to God, you are somebody sitting up in here. And God say, I have declared that you will be a people that will praise him. I cannot come to the house of God, a place where we have built to gather together in, where God has hollowed this place with his presence and not let my hands fly up and not let my feet testify. Why? Because God has been good to me. You can sit down on that it look like you don't know what to do and act like God had not done nothing for you lately but God has done everything for you if you truly told the truth even in your down times God was good to you even when you were going through God was good to you even when people were talking about you God was still good to you and to tell you something he's good to you right now Hallelujah. now is the time Today is the day that you get up off of your dairy air and you give God a holy praise because you know it was God that brought you this far. And if you want Him to do something else, you ought to give Him thanks because the man always told me that the thankful child always gets the blessing. If you want something else from God, go ahead and thank Him for what He's already done. Whoa! I challenge you right now to give God the praise for what he's already done. Would you look at somebody and tell them, I got a whole lot to praise God for. Hallelujah. Not just one thing, two things, three things, but I got a whole lot of things to thank him for. All those close calls, those near misses that we had. And let me tell you something. I thank God for some of the stuff that I was asking for that he didn't give. It would have killed me. It would have left me crazy. I would have lost my mind. Thank you, Lord. You knew what I needed. You know what I don't need. Hallelujah! Anybody want to declare his praise in this place? Anybody want to declare his praise in this place? You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are people that have been drawn out. You are people that are, my God, resilient. You are bouncing you, it hits you on the left, the right the top, the bottom, you will bounce back every time Elbow somebody say I got some bounce back in me Hallelujah I'm going to tell you something you can't keep a praiser down every time they think about the goodness of the Lord and all that he has done for them they'll give God praise no matter where they are You'll be shopping in the grocery store, and my God, think about the goodness of Jesus. You'll be in the doctor's office, and they're talking about blood types, and you think about the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm glad he brought me out of the doctor. Anybody here glad he brought you out of darkness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor. Yeah, yeah. I'm, glad I'm glad he brought me out of, out of yeah. I ain't ready. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. So that's the church. The people of God. We are the church. And I'm glad that God showed me that we are the church because if I didn't know that first lady, I'd have got discouraged two and a half years ago. When the pandemic hit us and people were scared to come to church. They weren't scared to go nowhere else, but they act like they were scared to be the church. People are being Walmart because they all up in Walmart. You Walmart because you all up in there. But you didn't want to be the church to gather together, my God, and sharpen each other like my God iron sharpens iron. But I'm glad we got a remnant that was able to come and say, I don't care what nobody else do. I got to come to the house of the Lord. I'm glad to be here, y'all. Millions didn't make it. But I'm glad. I'm one of the ones who did. Anybody else here glad? Anybody else here just overjoyed because God called the deaf angel to pass you by? It could have been you. 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 It could have been, 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 been me. But thanks be to God. I'm here to just give God the praise ah, on my own two feet. Everybody in here got family that was touched by that plague. It hurt us to our heart to see our loved ones to demise like that. But have you ever thought for a moment why did God leave you here? Is there something that's attached to your name? Yeah. Is there something attached to your calling, your order, what you got to do? I don't care what you've been through. See, you need to push, push all that little baby stuff behind. And, you know, they looking at me and he pinched me. And he looking at No, no, no. We ain't got time for all that. Right, right, right. It's a dark world out there. Oh, yeah. People are dying and going to hell and we fussing in the building of the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, patty-cake stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's time to have spiritual warfare. Yeah, yeah. Pulling down strongholds. Casting out devils. Saving, running, mm. yeah. Holy Ghost got all these time. I got the Holy Ghost power, with the mighty burning fire. Well, what are you gonna do with it? Yeah. Right, God didn't give it to you for you to stay home. Right, right. Got all that horsepower and doing not doing going nowhere. Amen. 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 My, my, my. Help, Lord. If you just want to look good, we take the mold out. You will just let's sit there and look good. A motor is in the cup of folk that are going somewhere. The Holy Ghost is for people who are going somewhere, want to do something on the behalf of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so where are you? Because we, where we are, that's where the church is. Whether you know it or not, the church is here today because we're here. The church does not come to life only on Sundays, it is the living body of Christ and it is capable of expressing the life of Christ every day and everywhere. You should be to express Christ no matter where you are in the mall, on vacation, no matter what. You don't lose salvation because you're at the beach. I left my Holy Ghost at the winning church. So we worship him every day. Are you following me? So the difference is worship is more prominent on Sunday because we congregate in large numbers. In fact, uh, the first church met every day. Acts 2 tells us that they met to praise God. Go back and look at it. Acts 2, that's what they meant for. Learn, they meant to praise God, to learn of his word, and, in the meet, and meeting one another's needs. That's the three things that they meant for. And that's what the church is supposed to be doing right now. We got turmoil all around us. People are hurting. The divorce rate is higher than it's ever been. Sickness is on the uh, on on the rise like never before. Hallelujah! And I'm gonna tell you something: if the church was not here, you haven't even seen chaos. If the church was not here, so the coming together of the believers is not by accident. Jesus said he will build his church. It's clearly intentional and planned for God did this intentionally he said I will call those out and I will gather them together and so when this uh, was finally fulfilled in Acts we come to understand why number one the reason why he brought us together as a church are y'all ready here's the note taken right here growth comes through the church Say that with me, growth Growth comes comes through the church. So God designs it for our spiritual growth and support. The community therefore is indispensable for the believers it is where we can be encouraged and strengthened in our walk with Jesus Hebrews 10 and 25 said let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching so it is clear Paul is making an emphasis here can I be a believer some always ask that question I don't know if they've asked you that but they ask me this all the time can I be a believer and not go to church and I've been asked that so many times yes you can be a believer and not go to church but at the same time going to church will not make you a Christian either and so what makes you a Christian is that you have decided to follow Jesus as we've seen those young people got baptized here earlier they decided they made a choice to follow Jesus are you hearing me? So they always want to ask that, way. I ain't got to go there in order to be a believer, in order to be saved. You are exactly right, ma'am and sir. But let me ask you a question. Uh Uh-huh. You don't have to go home uh, to be married either. But miss a couple of weeks. Miss a month. Miss a year of going home. Hallelujah. Now, all due respect for the media, and we got an awesome media here. Y'all give them a great big hand, our media uh, department. But let me tell you something. You're not going to get the full effect if you're just only watching on Facebook. Are you following me? Now, you're going to want, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm mad, but when was the last time you at home? Hallelujah. You want to be married just watching each other on social media? Jesus. You're not going to get the full benefits of marriage no by watching each other on a screen. You in New York, then in California, I love you, you love me. <laughs> and you're not going to stay married very long if you don't take your behind hold. I say behind yeah. who wants a Facebook marriage right. a YouTube marriage right. I can't touch you I can't feel you Mama. I can't feel your presence oh, no. I don't know you know your, uh, your, 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 your emotions your moves, huh how? What you feeling? I don't know. Are you following me? I don't know where you're going. I don't know uh, uh, what you want to do or nothing like that because I can't really reach out and touch you. And the same way it is with church, you cannot stay away and expect to grow because you grow through the church. You may not get saved at this church building, but when you come here, you are to grow. You can't get better at your marriage unless you are having some face time. You're right there. Both of us got to go through the trials together. We can't even declare that we are one because we are never together. I want no marriage where you can't reach out and touch each other. Amen. Hallelujah! You got married to be together. It look like the married folk look like they're trying to come apart. I'm gonna find something extra to do at work. I ain't ready to go home. Uh, anytime they want somebody to go. On well, you know, military T D Y, uh, or go on a uh, uh, you know go on a trip for the company, I volunteer. How many weeks is gonna be? Oh, six weeks, good. I get to be away from him. I get to be away from her. How long is it? Uh, a year? up oh, I volunteer. You might as well stay single. You don't want to be around the person. You might well stay single. Let me help you single people out. You get married to be together. Not to be apart. In the book of Acts, they shows us how to do it. We come to church to be together. They broke bread daily. They didn't get tired of each other like, oh, Lord, where is are again. Jesus, it's Sunday again? I ain't going until it's my time to usher. I only usher on first and third Sunday. What about on second and fourth where you sit your hips down and learn something? He fussing over there. No, I'm just trying to. I'm just talking about the church. And since I'm already in trouble, let me say this too. We used to can get volunteers for everything. But now we can't work but a few ministries because nobody don't want to work the thing. Years ago, that's all they talk about. I can't come to y'all church because y'all ain't got no nurses. Churches start building nurseries. We can't find no nursery workers. All right, all right. There you go. I don't want to be mad. I don't want to be bothered with these babies. I don't want to be bothered with these other folk kids. I don't want to. You beg the church to get a nursery. Now you don't want to put your children in it. You beg the church to have a singles ministry, and you know you single, but you don't come. You beg the church to have a marriage ministry. We got the marriage ministry, but most of the married folk don't even come. So quit that lying, talking about the church ain't doing nothing for you. The church trying to do everything for you, but you won't show up. Then you go. Ah, ah, can I make an appointment with the bishop and friend lady? Ah, ah, Cause we have a marriage problem. Do they come to marriage ministry? No. Well, you start coming to marriage ministry. Then we'll counsel you. All right, all right. Don't you put your. Don't you go ask Sister Role to put you on the books for nothing? All right. Cause we are giving you the whole full course. If you come, you gonna learn something about your marriage. You ain't got to say, nothing. just sit there and listen to the teaching. Amen. That's it. That's it. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I know for a fact, the first lady, I'll be trying to help these men. We've been married 40 years, so I'm, we're trying to help the marriage. Right. Amen. And, and they, I, I can't show up the marriage ministry because I got something else I got to do. Hey, but once a month, all you had to do was plan around it. Amen. Why every time you come to marriage, man, you got something to do? Every time come to single ministry, you got something to do. You lying, you ain't always got something to do. I know he ain't taught him, I'm talking directly to you. When it's your time to serve in the church, you find excuses not to serve in the church. God gives all of us gifts and callings. He also gives us fruit. We we have fruit of the spirit. Do you know that a tree is not for itself? A tree does not reproduce fruit so it can eat its own fruit. A tree reproduces fruit so other folk can come by and enjoy the fruit. If your fruit is singing, and then we got to beg you to same. We got to, oh, would you please, pretty please, with hot ice cream and a cherry on top, will you please come sing? Uh-uh. I don't feel like it. And God gave you the voice. I wish to God that he would take that voice and give it to somebody who want to use it for the glory of God. But see, I'm not God. He don't do it. Gifts and callings come without repentance. Hallelujah. We need people in every ministry. Say, "Your singing is not my thing." We got other areas, right. but you don't want to do that either. Yeah. Once a, someone came up to me and said, "Bishop, now you know you were just talking straight to me," because she said, "You know, I like to come, I like to come late and leave early." <laughs> she, because she confessed it. She said, "You talking directly? I just got to find me something to do in the church." Yeah. Hallelujah! Yeah. And you know what? She was telling the truth because she's not the only one you know, you know cuz some of us, that's all we want we just want everybody to just entertain us we come and enjoy all of the festivities of the church and don't ask me to do one thing Lord have mercy. now you listen you can watch us on uh youtube and facebook but you can't serve on youtube and facebook you have to come here to serve and god called us to serve whether we're here or whether we're out In the marketplace, how are you serving in the marketplace? Because a lot of us, when we leave here, we don't even think about witnessing to nobody, giving them a card, inviting them to church, because we are so full of ourselves and so, uh, you know, busy doing nothing. We're so busy doing nothing. God gives us opportunity to witness to people. They've been in your presence for 15 minutes, all y'all were talking about and who did what uh, at the football game. Now, I know what I'm talking about because men can talk uh, about football in person and they can talk about football texting. We can talk about football, 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 football. But when it comes time to some of us serving, I know he ain't talking to me. Come on, baby, let's go get in the car. We got to go. If you are a part of any church, body of people, where are you serving? And some of us don't want to serve where we are. Whatever team we own, we're not accountable. We're not disciplined. We fuss the whole time while we are performing or serving on the team. I wish they'd hurry up. I'm tired. And this and that. No, you're on the team. You're a greeter. Look at them coming to church late. Come on in here, (laughs) your late self. Now, see, you don't need to be on the door. Uh, whoever that is, get them off the door. You understand what I'm saying? Because that person may not never come back. And then you can't. You got to have the right ushers. Because if you got those ushers that are on edge, and then you got somebody that's coming in that's on edge, next thing you know, they might be throwing down right out there in the foyer right there. So you got to have the right people with the right attitude, the right spirit, and everybody should be serving in the house of God. Oh, you hear me? And so, but skipping church would mean you will be deprived of many things that you need for your growth, because God has designed this community to provide those needs. You lose the protection and the support. That only comes through the body of Christ. The Bible has no concept of individual spirituality. The Christianity is not something personal that has nothing to do with anyone else. Almost all of the writings in the New Testament are done in the plural. Addressing to the churches and hardly to individuals. Are you hearing me? So Greek distinguishes between singular and singular. And plural, you. And so the Christian life is not meant to live solo. As Christians, we are members of God's church and brothers and sisters to one another. It is a spiritual family. Sister Sledge sang that song years ago. We are family. All my brothers, sisters, and me. So we really are family. I don't care how large uh, your particular uh, uh, diocese or your organization get. We still are family. Right, right, right. And that's where God designed it. Yes, you. Are you hearing me? Yes. And you, it, don't, it don't matter. Some, some family members you get along with better than others, but they still your family. Right now, if I ask you, there are some family members in your bloodline that you really don't talk to that much. But they still your auntie, your uncle, and whoever else you just don't talk to them that much. Because the Bible said, "Much a life than you live peaceably among all men." You trying to live peaceably, but you got some knuckleheads in your family that don't want you to live peaceably with them. So the best thing you to do is speak to them and keep on trucking, baby. You gotta keep on. Mm-hmm. So it's near impossible to live a Christian life alone. It runs counter to everything God says. And I doubt if anyone can grow healthily, spiritually, apart from this type of community thinking. Although. the... One another experiences taught in the scripture will not apply to him. If a person is sick or in a very difficult situation and cannot find the means to go to church, then he has no choice. We have to visit him more often. But when there is a choice, we need to be a part of God's church. Are you following me? And so we do not need to think about what great contributions we can offer. Start with something as simple as being present. All right. All right. All right. Amen. Say that with me. I must, be I must be present. Our presence make a difference. Do y'all agree with that? Amen. Look down your own temple. and say, our presence make a difference. Our presence itself is an encouragement. Because when you hear, uh, you encourage other people. And when other people come, you are encouraged by them. And you know, some of you all, when I don't see you, when I see you, I say, oh, it's good to see you because we miss you. Some folk, they, you know, have to go on vacation. Some folk have to go because they're, you know, not come because they're sick or whatever like that. But when they come back, you should be missed. I am encouraged by your presence even today I'm encouraged by your presence even today you didn't know that Mr. Brooks was going to be here doing praise and worship but when he ushered in the presence of God you identified with him by the spirit through the spirit of God and that he wasn't playing no game that my God that he came here to lift up the name of Jesus and if you agree with him all he is here to do is to help usher us into the presence of God you don't have to go but it would behoove you to go because we're going to another level in God can you say amen Amen. so our presence makes the difference have you ever attended an event and not because you liked it but because your presence mattered to someone like going to a movie you don't like the movie but your friend your good friend is organizing it and, and 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 few can make it they don't call everybody and they can't make it but you say well you know I'm going to go I'm going to make it because nobody else and you turn up because you want to give her or him the encouragement or the moral support and I know you've done it cuz I've done it You showed up to places because you want to give them moral support. And sometimes when you find out that some of the members, you know, their children playing in sports or something, say, man, I want to make one of their games. And if you gave your word and said, I'm going to come to one, then you got to hold fast to your word. Now, you might not really want to go to the game per se, but you're going because of moral support. You don't know what that did for that child for you to show up. They might not even got in the game that much but whatever you saw you had come man you did that thing you know what I'm saying cause you gave them moral support right, right, right. Some of you brothers you got children and you don't never go support them. they ain't everything at the school and you don't never go. Look like mama got to be there, everything, but you find a reason why you can't come. You're not giving them the moral support that they need, and you're not encouraging them. They say, well, you know, I don't expect daddy to come because he'll never come to anything anyway. You don't ever want it to be like that. No, sir. No, sir. It's just like with our little grandchildren. Let me tell you something. My wife and I, will we so busy, but you know what they They ask, You know, little EJ playing football, talking about Papa and Nana coming. They expect you to be there for moral support. Hallelujah. And when you give that out, it comes back to you. Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. And you're like, folk want everybody to come to their birthday party, but they don't ever go to nobody else's. There are folk that want you to give to their birthday and give them a card with some love in it. Don't give them no empty card now. They want you to give them a card with love in it, but they won't give love to nobody else. That is hypocritical, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And they be calling them, hey, can you, can, you can you show up? 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 And then when you have your birthday, you will not hear nothing from them. they want you to show them that they, show at the, he's a jolly good fellow. He's a jolly good fellow. He's a jolly good fellow. Now, I'm talking this, but I'm not a hypocrite. Right, right, right. I am not a hypocrite. Every one of our leaders know that we are going to give them something during their wedding anniversary and their birthdays. Now I should be hearing some of my leaders right about now. Don't let these people think I'm lying up in here. Am I telling the truth leaders? Stand up on your feet so these folks can know I'm telling the truth. Hallelujah. All right, y'all can sit down. Now it's a whole lot of them more than me and first lady. We only get it once. But we got to see about all and guess what? We don't mind doing it because we understand that sometimes being a leader, folk don't like you. Because yeah. sometimes being the leader, you got to tell folk the truth when they don't want to hear the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember what I used to play the drums in, in, a, in a group or whatever like that back in the day, quartet group, hallelujah. And way back in the day. And you know, these quartet groups, you know, they have their little anniversaries, come out with their little matching suits on and everything, the little steps, you know, the, the, come out with their little steps and little messages, you know, and they come down the aisle, you know, hand on these other shoulders and everything. They had a little anniversary. They want everybody to show up. He's a jolly good fellow. Yeah. And they everybody show up for their appreciation, but they don't do nothing for nobody else. And if they play for a church, they barely do anything for their church. And they ain't going to do nothing unless you, you know, take care of them, you know, compensate them. And some of them ain't going to come and sit and hear the word. They're going to be out in the back smoking a cigarette until they hear, hear the rev, hear rev, rev revving up. All right, he tuned it up now, y'all. Come on, put that cigarette out. He tuning it up. No, no, no. Isn't it strange how we, we preaching telling everybody else to go to heaven but a lot of the singers and the music going to hell. A lot of them don't have no relationship with God. They don't have a clue what God is saying or anything else like that. They say, you teach it like that, you might not have no musicians in next they week. They'll be back. They they in the church. They ain't they ain't playing no game. And plus I pay them good too, so praise the Lord. So now we got we gotta stop playing, y'all. Yeah, we want everybody to go to heaven. Yeah. If none of the musicians go to heaven, who gonna play the music in heaven? <laughs> la, la, la. <laughs> That's just a little joke though. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Well, I guess we have to sing a I mean a (laughs) cappella. Oh, my God. I learned over the years that when you do something, not so much for yourself, but for the greater good of others, that blessing is often returned. You end up happier and getting blessed in return. God blesses you in return. See, Jesus said it right. It's more blessed to give. Y'all, y'all finish the rest of it. Proverbs 11 and 25 says, and I love this scripture. Look at it up on the screen. Say, He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. I don't know about y'all, but I love being refreshed. You got to start refreshing others. So you can be refreshed. And that'll work in any category. It'll work in any situation if you refresh People on your job, you refresh your boss, you will wind up being refreshed. If you refresh your children, it comes back. If you refresh your wife, your husband, you yourself will be refreshed. You cannot be selfish. You cannot be, be refreshed if you are selfish. All right. Amen. Amen. Unselfish people will be refreshed. I love being refreshed. Yes. Yes. Serve, and you will be served. Yes. Yes, Amen. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I'm going to lose some of you all. Uh-oh. I love serving my wife. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. You know why I serve her? Because she's going to serve me. If I want service, I got to be willing to give service. Baby, can you get me a glass of water? Get it yourself. That's how some of y'all talk. I can't believe you asked me for that. You standing right next to it. Hallelujah. There's going to be a time in your life where you're going to have to serve. And there's going to be a time in your life where you're going to need to be served. And if you don't serve when it's your time to serve, when it's your time to be served, you will not get the service. (laughs) Don't nobody love me. Ain't nobody been by here to see me. And they know I'm up in here sitting in this hospital. Ain't nobody came. Ain't no deacon came. The bishop didn't come. Ain't nobody come to see me. First of all, we didn't know you were in there. Did you tell anybody? Somebody try to get smart. Well, God tell you everything else. He just told you I was in the hospital. Don't you get cute with me and smart with me. All right, you're going to be up there by yourself then. Huh? Hallelujah. You want things to happen in your life? You be the first one to do it for somebody else. A servant will always have stuff. And a giver will always have. A giver will never be broke. you talking about. I live this every day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't worry about it. If something happened to me, I ain't worried. I don't help too many people. I could ask. Yes. Well, one won't another will. Amen. When you know your track record and what you have already done, you know that God is going to provide for you because you've already done it for somebody else. Right, let me see if I can pull this in. Y'all about tired of me. So this leads me to my last point. This leads me to my last point. You can make an impact in your world. Say that with me. I can make an impact. I can make an impact in my world. God assigned you here on earth to make an impact. You are a. Uh, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you are an impact maker. You are here to make an impact in whatever you do. It is not maybe it it, it will surely happen. Jesus prophesied it. It is not about what we can do, but what Christ can do through us if we are willing to let him. God, God want to do so much through you, girl. Man, he want to do so much through you. All you got to do is just let him. Yes. Yes. You ain't got to ask for permission to be used of God. All you got to do is say, God, here I am. If you can use anything, you can use me. I volunteer yes. Yes. to be used of God. So after saying, I will build my church, Jesus said, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. And so to the Jewish people, they would understand the gates of Hades to mean death or the power of death. So the gates lock the dead in. Are you following me? And yet Jesus says the gates of Hades will not be stronger than the church. Y'all not listening to what I'm saying. Likely referring to the church's power to liberate people from the bondage of death. This is the reason why, ladies and gentlemen, that you need the church. It's because God wants to liberate those that are in bondage uh, uh uh, by the church. And I thank God for the church because it was a church that saved my life. And if you like me, there were other folk that when I was out there doing all the devilish things that I could do and my God wasn't living for God, uh-huh, going to hell just as fast as a gopher, going to a hole, I know that it was the, my, my mother, my grandmother, my daddy, my grandfather, and all of them that were praying for me that I did not die in my sins. Can I get a witness in here? How many of you know that God saved you just in time? And so Jesus went on to tell Peter that is the church that he represents, that he will have the keys to the kingdom of heaven, referring to the authority to bind and loose lives through the proclamation of the gospel. And so in verse 21, he says, from the time on, Jesus began to explain his disciples uh, that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hand of the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed. And on the third day, he would be raised to life. And so sin will be dealt with. Death has no power to hold us bound because it has no power over Jesus. And so he will soon die to free man from sin and death and he be raised on the third day. And so the gates of hell cannot keep man bound because the gospel, uh, the proclamation or the proclaim eventually uh, by the church will set him free. And so Romans 1 and 16 said the gospel, the power of God for salvation unto everyone who believes the church has the power of the gospel and it is stronger than the gates of hell y'all listening to me but when you open your mouth and you got the power of the gospel out of your mouth it cannot stop what comes out of your mouth and not goes in the heart of the person that listening to you the gates of hell has no power over the power that's coming out of your mouth and so the church has the power of the gospel now uh, lift your hand and say we got the power of the gospel uh, the church has the power of the gospel uh, and it's strong Stronger than the gates of hell. Uh, this power is not entrusted to the church, not the institutional church, but the body of believers who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ. And so we are entrusted with the gospel, the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. And we can make an impact uh-huh in the place where God put us. And so when Jesus saw the touch. He took touch someone and freeze him He does it through you And he does it through me And he does it through the church And so in the days to come he's gonna use you. And when when, when you wake up on tomorrow, there is an assignment already placed on your life that if you would open your mouth and let the Lord speak through you, you will be the church at that time that will draw some out of the deep pits of degradation. Can you say amen? And so my God, lives will be touched and changed because we bring to them the presence of jesus christ Uh, and that being the church we are the church of jesus christ Uh, would you look down your row and tell your neighbor that we are the church of the living god Uh, and this is what he said when i was in my god uh, put yourself in another man's world look uh, everyone in the eye and you'll need to meet, you need to meet and let them know what God is doing in your life and so the story of Acts continues today, through you and me God continues to write the pages of his redemption story through you and me and so don't just go to church you got to be the church and touch somebody's life would you look down your road and tell them say don't just go to church but you got be the church. We will be the church. Can you say amen? Now, I know, I know, I know that we are the winning church. Would you look around and say, you're in the winning church? Yes, yes, yes. God He won in the Garden of Eden, when he had to do what he had to do with Eve and Adam. God won with Joshua, when he had to beat my God, the enemies. God won with Ruth, God won with David. Even though David had some problems, he had some lust problems. But God still won with David. I saw God winning with Esther. When he went, my God, she had to go before the king. And she, he won with Job, even though his wife told him to curse God and die. He won with Ezekiel. When he spoke to the bones and said, Can these bones live? He won with jo- Joel. He won with Amos. He won with Obadiah and Jonah. He won with Micah and Zephaniah He won with Haggai He won with Matthew, Mark, Ruth, and John. He won with Apostle Paul. He won with Mary and He won with Jesus He won with Jesus because the death thought He had it But my God, Jesus say if you destroy all this body I'll rise up again. Can you say Amen? My God, aren't you glad That Jesus won on Calvary, he won on Gargotha's hill, he won on that place where they said it was over, can you say amen? I I saw him hanging there in between two thieves. one was on the left, and one was on the right. Now this one on this side, he was close to heaven, but he wind up losing, because he did not accept the plan that Jesus had for him, but this one on this side, he said, leave him alone, because my God, we deserve to be here. Jesus turned around and said, I know I'm winning, but today you going to win with me. Can you say amen? I'm going to my seat y'all God won with all of those in the Bible But he brought me here to ask you the question Can God win with you? He won with everybody else But can he count on you to win? work his work through you Uh, can He use the Holy Spirit uh, to work through you Uh, so that he can say uh, I can win with her Uh, I can win with him Uh, I can win with them Uh, I'm here to tell y'all I may not have everything right Uh, I may not have all the money in the world Uh, but I got a heart for Jesus Uh, he can win with me Uh, a winner and can God win with you? I know he can win with me. Cause I made up my mind a long time ago that for Jesus I live and for Jesus I die. He drew me out of many waters. He not going to be the church, go ahead and do something else different. Ain't no sense of playing with it. If you're not going to be the church, go ahead and be something else. It don't even matter. But let the church be the church. I'm done. But Watch this. Don't make excuses not to do anything on the behalf of God. Make excuses to do on the behalf of God. I can't come, y'all, because I gotta do something on the behalf of the church. Amen. Let's turn that thing around. Right, right. Are you following me? Amen. We make excuses. Well, you know, I can't come to prayer service. They only give me an hour for lunch, and you know I love to eat. Now, let me tell you something. You have made many sacrifices in your life, have you not? Why you can't make a sacrifice one time a week. And I I won't even say the whole hour. If they gave you an hour for lunch and noonday prayer is going on, at least you can come in and pray for 30 minutes just to be in the presence. And if not that, start off with 15 minutes. That gives you 45 minutes to get to the place and get back to you. Now, see, it's getting quiet in here now. I'm just telling you, make excuses to do and not to do. Go watch this. Prayer ain't going to do nothing but help you anyway. Yeah, yeah. The only person that don't want to hear you pray or see you pray or be in the midst of prayer, you know who that is? The devil. God will never tell you to pray. I mean, the devil will never tell you to pray for anything that belongs to God. He would, the devil would never support God's program. Never, never. Now watch what God says. Men ought to always pray and not what? Faint. Now if he said you must always do it, why not you making excuses to do it? Prayer time is the smallest time in the church. Prayer meeting is the smallest meeting in the church. When I know it's true, look how quiet it is. I can hear the air conditioning units in the organ. But the enemy fights against things that you're going to have power against him. Right. He knows that if you got a bona fide prayer life, you're going to have power against him. Right. Right. So what does he do? He fights you when it comes to your prayer time. He fights you. And y'all know it's the truth because even at night when you're trying to pray before you go to sleep, you get so sleepy you don't even really know what you said. What did I say? I mean, you repeat yourself three times. You get so sleepy trying to pray but you ain't get sleepy on that movie that you were watching. Ooh, what they gonna do now? What, I know I need to go to bed. Ooh, I gotta go to work in the morning. What they gonna, I, can't, I can't stop now. I gotta see what they gonna. What the end gonna be. Well, you know, as you tell us in the church, run on and see what the end gonna be. Believe I run home, see what the end gonna be. Y'all know that? Okay. <laughs> but anyway, watch what the enemy does. He always fights against God's program. Come on now. You need to learn his devices so he won't take advantage of you. That's the Bible, right? If you don't learn his devices, he's gonna take advantage of you every time. You be like, why am I back here? I should have been up there. Well, I'm just encouraging. Just redeem the time. Get yourself on up there. God's gonna redeem the time concerning you and your family. Everybody's standing. I'm done.